Welcome to ADHD Fest, the podcast all about ADHD with a little bit of self-help and magic thrown in there. I am your host, Tara Pratt, and this week we're going to be focusing a little bit more on the self-help side, but it's going to be ADHD specific. I love these episodes because it means it's something positive that we can use to help us live our best ADHD lives. If you can hear my voice, I'm hoping you can't hear it too much. In my head, it sounds very low and very sultry. Um, I'm really not well this week. So I'm going to try my best to get through this. And I hope that you can forgive me if it sounds a little bit rocky. Okay, so this week's subject is a mix of two. It's meditation. And we're going to talk about why meditation is good for, well, everyone, but specifically for ADHD. And then we're going to talk about because we obviously find meditation quite hard with ADHD. I don't know about you, but I find it very difficult. Um, Then we're going to talk about an alternative to it that works in the same way on your brain. And I've found it really helpful. So stick around. You're going to find little bits throughout, but I think you do need all the information on this subject in order for it to really give you its full benefits. So first of all, meditation, it is beneficial. There's been countless studies done on why meditation is beneficial. Specifically, I'm going to take from this article on Healthline, um, I'm going to talk through a couple of them here just to let you know in case you are one of these people that is like, yeah, meditation's okay, but does it really make that big of a difference? I'm here to tell you, yes, it absolutely does make a massive difference. Number one, we all know, is it reduces stress. And that is the main reason why a lot of people get into meditation, but it's not the only benefit. That's what people get into it for. It's like a last straw thing, like, oh my God, I'm so stressed. I need to calm down somehow. You've tried everything. So you try meditation. And they say here, and an eight, eight-week study, a meditation style called mindfulness meditation, reduced the inflammation response caused by stress. Furthermore, research has shown that meditation may also improve symptoms of stress-related conditions, including irritable bowel syndrome, post-traumatic stress disorder, and fibromyalgia. And we all know that a couple of those can be linked. In fact, all of those can be linked in some way to ADHD. Maybe not post-traumatic stress disorder, doesn't come from ADHD specifically, but because of RSD, because our hypersensitivity to emotions, we're much more easily traumatized. So then it's more likely that we are going to get something like PTSD or CPTSD. Next, it controls anxiety. I don't know about you, but pre-diagnosis, I had a lot of low-level anxiety. And to be honest, I didn't even realize how much it's just the way I lived. I've always been quite hypervigilant. My family, genetically, where were is, my nan was the same, my mum is the same. And what that made me think was that I was really calm and I wasn't stressy and I didn't have anxiety because in comparison to like my nan, I was definitely like cool and calm and collected. But once I was diagnosed and specifically once I got on the medication, you don't notice, you know, that story of like the frog that's put in a pot of water and it's slowly heated up and they don't realize they're boiling because it's so incremental. It's a little bit like that, like because I always had low level anxiety, I didn't know it was there until it was gone. And it was specifically, I'd say that was the biggest benefit I got from ADHD medication 
Not saying that you should have it, not advocating either way, but just for my story is when I took the medication, that was the biggest change was the just low level, uncomfortable feeling with most things disappeared. So obviously anxiety is comorbid with ADHD and specifically if you haven't been diagnosed for a long time, if you're late diagnosed. And it says here in this study, mindfulness meditation for eight weeks helped reduce anxiety in people with generalized anxiety disorder, along with increasing positive self-statements and improving stress reactivity and coping, which I think we can all agree we definitely need with ADHD. It also promotes emotional health. It also enhances self-awareness. I've just got to pause. There's someone at my door. I am back to you. It was just a couple of seconds to me. It was actually three hours. So that's very annoying. And it means that this might go up late because it's taken up all my editing time. Renovating a house is full of unexpected changes to your schedule. And I'm not happy about it, but let's move on swiftly. Where did it get up to? Three hours later, where are we? Ah, yes, we were saying how it enhances self-awareness. And this means some forms will give you a greater understanding of yourself and help you to grow into your best self, which we all want, of course. The next one is it lengthens your attention span. Of course, we have trouble with that anyway, so that can only be a good thing. May reduce age-related memory loss. Now, I have always had the most amazing memory, like just I couldn't understand people who would say oh I don't remember I can't remember what was said because I could remember every single conversation for at least the last 10 years in detail probably longer and then I had my son and then my ADHD symptoms really came out and I have had terrible memory loss ever since and my memory is absolutely awful so I need all the help I can get with that Um, another one is can help fight addictions it improves your sleep that's backed up by studies comparing mindfulness, mindfulness-based meditation programs and it found that people who meditated stayed asleep longer and had improved insomnia severity, which we know, again, is a ADHD issue. It helps control pain. A large meta-analysis of studies enrolling nearly 3,500 participants concluded that meditation was associated with decreased pain. Can decrease blood pressure. If you've got high blood pressure, then of course, meditation would be great and it's accessible anywhere. So that means we can do it at any time, any place. Obviously, there's some situations that are more conducive to a good meditation environment, um, but you can actually literally do it anyway. You can sneak off to the loo and just do it for five minutes and it will give you some benefits. So those are the benefits for the general population. I want to talk about the benefits specifically for us with ADHD. And if I'm telling you all this and you're thinking, yeah, but I can't meditate, bear with me because I've got an alternative for you. I just want to really highlight all the benefits so that you can know what you're getting out of it and why you should do it, why it's worth giving up your time to do this. So getting specific to ADHD, meditation is thought to help ADHD because it thickens your prefrontal cortex. And this is involved in focus, planning, and impulse control. And this is the part of our brain that is actually the part that's affected by ADHD. And that's why we struggle with all of those things. The focus, the planning, which is the executive functioning, and the impulse control. So it really is specifically targeting an area of the brain that is the cause of our ADHD or that our ADHD affects most. So it's physically affecting that part of the brain. 
and it raises the brain's level of the all-important dopamine, which we know is what we need. Those levels of dopamine need to be up. So basically, you want to use meditation or this alternative method that I'm going to show you now as kind of a workout for that weakness. So just like you go to the gym to strengthen a muscle and work on it and improve it and strengthen it daily, that is what mindfulness, meditation, and those techniques are going to do for your brain. And also, not just your brain, but it's also going to work on your tolerance for stress on your level of focus it's just like people do brain training the more you do something the better you get at it and that's because those neural pathways are being strengthened now this is great news that we can do something ourselves for free that is going to physically help our brains and help us with our adhd the flip side of that coin as there always is is that meditation can be very difficult for those of us with ADHD, the regular practice of sitting down for that period of time can be really hard. Routines can generally be hard, but also I find my, I'm inattentive ADHD, but I do believe I do have hyperactivity, but it's internal. It's in my brain. It never stops. So much so that I didn't notice it for years. It was just the norm and I kind of tuned it out. But when I started being aware of my own thoughts, I realized just how much I'm talking to myself all the time. I'm narrating everything or a new thought pops in there or 10 thoughts are in there at once. It was really, it's really difficult for me to switch off. One thing that can be helpful if you want to stick to traditional meditation is to have group support and the structure of a class so that you're not doing it on your own. And I've found that that really worked for me as well. Um, my local gym had like a one-off mindfulness day and they had a guided meditation in person I went down there and did it and it was one of the first times I've ever genuinely switched off without the help of medication and it was amazing but as I say it was a one-off. I've tried the guided meditations online. I know a few of my friends find them really helpful so do look on YouTube. You can find pretty much a meditation on anything guided meditation. A lot of people find them helpful. For me, I know no one's in the room watching whether I do it or not, so I can easily get distracted. I'll easily just get up halfway through it or get bored. If I'm in a physical class with people, that stops me from doing it. But I actually want to move away from the word meditation at all. And I want to talk to you about something called EFT, which is Emotional Freedom Technique. It's not listed as a form of meditation, but it 100% is meditation it's focusing your brain it's calming those thoughts it's not stopping you from having the thoughts the thing is i think people get mixed up with meditation it's not trying to quiet your brain completely it's trying to have an awareness of what your thoughts are let them pass without judgment again like i wasn't aware that i had this narrative playing all the time it's so you can become aware and then you can select your thoughts a bit more mindfully so if you realize you're jumping from your favorite song to maybe you're feeling hungry to a reason why someone annoyed you 10 years ago if you're aware of them thoughts passing you don't judge them but you just become aware of what's there later down the line you can think hmm I don't really need to stress myself out with 10 years ago what someone did to me, if you see what I mean. So EFT works in the exact same way, except it's processing those thoughts as they come up. You're still not really judging them. The way it works, I'm going to tell you exactly how it works. It's physical and it keeps you busy. So you're not actually thinking in your mind 
I'm just going to explain to you what you do for EFT if you're not familiar with it because I think I'm butchering it here. So emotional freedom technique is where you tap gently using two fingers on different but specific points on your body. And these points line up with the energy points that are used within um, acupuncture and acupressure. So they're supposed to run along the energy meridian lines within your body. But to be honest, without getting into all the science of it, I think the tapping, whether it was anywhere on your body, it's a really good stimulating process for those of us with ADHD because it's given you something physical to focus on. It's a bit like a stim. Um, but we do stick to those specific points that are laid out in the EFT practice because who am I to say that you can just tap anywhere? We may as well do it right, okay? So there's certain points on your body, you just tap with a couple of fingers and while you're tapping in this circular, you're going to go from one point to the next to the next and then all the way back around to the start and at each point you're just making statements. You're making statements about what pops into your head, what might be troubling you. And you start by making the statement, even though I, and you fill it with a blank, let's say, even though I have ADHD, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And that is always your starting statement is, even though I blah, 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 I deeply and completely love and accept myself. You say that three times, tap in the same point. And then you move around the body and you say different statements that come to mind. It's a bit like free writing out loud. And it is important that you do it out loud. It doesn't matter if it makes no sense. You get all of those negative statements out of your mind, out of your body and into the environment around you as you're tapping in this sequence. And once you've got every negative out of there that you can think of, a few positives will naturally start coming to you. So here's an example. If I say, I'm trying to come to terms and accept my ADHD. So I'd start with the statement, even though I have ADHD, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And I say that three times. And then I tap the next point and I might say, as a negative, I might say, this ADHD, this thing that I didn't know I had, this thing that has affected me for my whole life and I didn't even know it was there, this thing that has helped me back from all the things I've tried, this ADHD that has made me fail when without it, I may have succeeded, this thing that I've been banging my head against a wall. Okay, before we all jump off cliff, <laughs> that's just an example of some of the negatives that might spring to mind. And once I've got them out, I carry on in the sequence, but maybe some positive things might spring to mind. So I might say something like, it's held me back in things where I should have succeeded. It's made me fail. And then the next statement might be, but without those failures, maybe I wouldn't be who I am today. And maybe if I knew about the ADHD, my life would have been different. And some of the good things that I've had in my life wouldn't have come to me. And now I do know about ADHD, at least I can do something about it. And now that I do know about ADHD, I can help other people with it. And now that I can look back on my life and know that I didn't know I had this, I can forgive myself for those failures. Do you see how it's like swinging 
from, yes, we've stated all the negatives. We're not trying to do toxic positivity here. We're going to get all those negatives out there and we're going to make sure that we've given a voice to them. We're kind of like validating the negatives, the thoughts that are in your brain that you didn't even know was in there. And half the time when I'm doing this, I might make a statement and I think I didn't even know I was thinking that. But as soon as I say the words, I realize, yeah, that's been a subconscious thought floating around my brain for a long time and I've just never acknowledged it. So just say whatever comes out. Then you're going to swing it to the positive and you're going to think about those things like, would things have been different? Would they have necessarily, would I have missed out on some of the good things in my life? You know, I am a risk taker. Maybe I wouldn't have, well, for me, like maybe I wouldn't have joined Tinder and met my husband and maybe I wouldn't have become a singer. Like things like that, like what are the positives? You work through these patterns and sequences And the aim of the game is before you start, you rate your negative feelings on the subject, the emotion, the level between one and 10, one being you don't really care at all, 10 being you're absolutely devastated, don't know what to do about this problem. So you rate yourself between one and 10. And by the end of the round, you will be shocked at how you feel. You will rate your feeling on the subject again. And you don't I personally don't even know how it works. Half the time I'll burst out crying in the middle of this emotional freedom technique and I don't even know why. It just happens. Just tears flow. And then say I started at an eight at the beginning of the session. By the end, it's usually no higher than a five, which, you know, it's not a one. It's not a zero. But five is way better than eight on how you're feeling on it. And the more you work on a certain area, the less you will care, the lower that number will come down. And why this is so good for ADHD is it is a form of meditation. It is a way to focus your thoughts, be mindful about what you're thinking, appreciate and have an awareness around what is in there because you're voicing them. And then it's also doing what traditional meditation doesn't do. And it's walking you through to the other side of it. The more you do it, the stronger this is going to get. And it stop. It does stop the random thoughts. It makes it more intentional because you are focusing on this one subject area. Now, EFT online, there is a wealth of help for you. It's the same as meditation in the fact that it's free. You can do it anywhere. As long as obviously, if you're talking out loud, you're probably not going to want to do that like in the middle of work or you can't really do it in a toilet stall because people will hear you. But you can pretty much do it anywhere that you can get on your own. It's absolutely free. And if you don't know where to start, there's so many free resources. I really recommend um, Tap With Brad, which is on YouTube. I've spoken about him before. He is really good and he's got a million different scenarios. So he does the EFT where you just repeat after him. You follow along. And I was thinking about maybe doing this for ADHD specific topics on a separate podcast where I can just do or maybe I'll try and put together a video I'm not that far along technologically yet with ADHD first but maybe at some point if people request it a lot I will do um, specific ADHD topics that we can use emotional freedom technique tapping on but before then find tap with Brad He's got so many videos on so many topics and he can walk you through the different points that you tap in and you can see for yourself what it looks like. And it does look a little bit strange, but please don't knock it until you've tried it. Give it a go. And 
If his topics don't suit or if you feel confident in yourself, you don't need anyone to guide you in this. You can just do it for yourself, as I said, by getting all of those thoughts out of your own mind as they come up. If you need a little bit of encouragement, tap along with Brad from YouTube. If you don't, do it yourself. I think doing it yourself sometimes is a lot more helpful because you are specifically working on the triggers that you have. And why this is beneficial for ADHD over and above the benefits I already stated in the beginning of the podcast for general meditation, why this is specifically good for ADHD late diagnosed people is because you've been through quite a lot of trauma. Whether you had a brilliant childhood or not, RSD, emotional sensitivities, there will be events that maybe a neurotypical would take in their stride that will have deeply affected you. That creates trauma. There's trauma with a big T, which is like violence, sexual abuse, that type of thing. And there's trauma with a little T, where it could even just be perceived trauma, like one of your friends hasn't let you play their game or something like that when you're like four years old, but it deeply hurts you, you feel rejected. And that is a form of trauma. Things like that will pop into your head while you're working through a sequence of EFT. A trauma from years ago that you never thought about ever again might just pop into your head. And when they do pop in, talk through the story. That's another way to start an EFT um, session is to just talk through a story of an incident like you're telling a friend. So you might be like, your opening statement might be like, even though I was late to work for the fourth time this week, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though I'm late so often to work, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though my boss has given me a warning over being late to work, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And then you work through the system where you say all the negatives, like all these feelings about being late, not being able to get there on time, the shame and the guilt that I feel when people look at me that way, the shame and the guilt that I feel that I can't get it, that type of thing. And then you swing it to the positive where it's like, but lots of people are late on a regular basis. And I actually have a reason why I'm late. It's not my fault, it's ADHD. And can you see what I mean? You can work through something specific. You can tell the story of, I walked in late, I felt really bad, I felt all the shame. And then you can tell the story to yourself of how that's okay. Let me know if you want me to do like a guided version of this. Maybe I'll put it on the Facebook community. Don't forget to go and join us over there. It's ADHD Fest, the group, find your fire, find your flow. I haven't talked about the different points because I think you need to see that in real life. I'll quickly cover it here in case you're driving. The opening statement that you say three times is tapping on the side of your hand. So it would be the karate chop point. So underneath your fingers, side of your hand by your little finger, you tap on there with two fingers just a couple of times while you're saying that. Then the next point is in between your eyebrows, but not in the center towards one of your eyebrows. It doesn't matter which one. You're not directly in the middle, like where your third eye would be. You're on the front of one of your eyebrows. The next point is the side of your eye, the corner of your eye, outer corner, doesn't matter which corner. Then it's under your eye on like the fleshy part of your cheekbone. So not on the soft skin underneath your eye that's going to cause wrinkles you want to just go a little bit below that on the fleshy part of your cheek and you tap a couple of times there next is top lip so between your nose and your top lip where your is it called a philtrum where that dip is between your nose and your lip 
I'm going to tap there a couple of times or with two fingers. Then it's under your bottom lip, between your lip and your chin in that little indent there. Next point is collarbone. So where your clavicle meets in the middle, there's a dip in the middle of your collarbone. You're just going to go just underneath that and you're going to make a fist and you're going to tap lightly with your fist there. And then the next point, we're nearly at the end. The next point is like bra line. So man or woman, under your arm and line it up with your nipple. <laughs> Sorry to get graphic, but basically like where your nipple is, go from there out to under your arm and then you're going to tap there with a few fingers and then your last point is the top of your head and you just tap the crown with all your fingers there and I like to finish a session the same way that tap with Brad finishes a session so when you feel like you've said all you want to say you end with tapping your head and he ends it with in mind body and spirit and takes a deep breath and it's just a really nice way to signal the end of the session sessions can be as long or as short as you want I usually find about 10 minutes is right I think they recommend 20 minutes to work all the way through something but if you've only got like a five minute slot or even a two minute slot you can work just to bring that level down especially if you're feeling super stressed and your emotion levels are at a 10 it just helps bring you down that little notch. Even if you can go from a 10 to an eight in like two minutes time, that's gonna help you massively. Specific ideas for topics for ADHD. Number one, I would say definitely is that overarching one I was saying before, having ADHD. Just accepting the fact that you have ADHD and then it's affected you and dealing with the wider topic, the grief of finding out late or being diagnosed late or struggling while you're awaiting diagnosis. That's a really good big topic to work on if you're just trying this for the first time. But within that topic, there are more specific issues that are gonna be personal to you. So within being diagnosed late with ADHD, maybe there's some specific events that have happened in my life that I can now directly link to that. So I would then go off and work on those individually. So maybe it's worth making a list of all the issues that you feel angry or sad about or things that are just currently distracting you in life or a specific area of ADHD that you're struggling with. Just make a little list of them and when you get time, work through them. So you would do it in the same way that you would do meditation. Best case scenario would be daily, hopefully before you start your day. So trying to get up that little bit earlier and doing it in the day will set you on a greater trajectory for that day. It's going to put you in a better mood. It's going to calm you down. And I actually tested this theory because when I was crazy and I used to be able to get up early, I used to like free write, just journal whatever was in my brain when I woke up. And when I started doing this, I would journal for like two minutes before I did it. And then I would do my EFT and then I would free write and journal again. And the difference in my handwriting was crazy. Try it because I did not expect that. Like I was trying to see like how my thoughts, had my thoughts calmed down a bit, which they had. But before I even read the passage, the difference in the handwriting was absolutely crazy. It looked like two different people had written it. So please do try it. I know it's going to help you. Feel free to get in touch with me over on Instagram at ADHD Fest. I'm on TikTok at ADHD underscore Fest. Also on Facebook, the page is on there, but I generally use the group, which is ADHD Fest 
the group, Find Your Fire, Find Your Flow. Come and say hello. Don't forget the website is up. It's ADHDfest.com. But basically the website at the moment just includes the Burnout Bible. That's where you're going to find that download. It's a printable download that can help you when you're feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. And it's something that I created because it didn't exist and I needed it personally myself. I found after a few months of a few months of therapy after my ADHD diagnosis. So not even straight away when I realized I had ADHD, it was months after I noticed that I was getting burnt out every four to six weeks and it was a pattern and I'd never noticed the pattern. And my partner had never noticed the pattern, which I would have thought outside looking in every time I was like, I'm so tired. I can't get any, I'm so overwhelmed. I've got to go to bed. I've got to do that. Like can't talk to anyone, can't do anything. Don't want to go anywhere. It was happening on a regular basis and neither of us noticed. I just thought it was at random. (laughs) No one gave me any information on it. And also I wanted to, when I felt good and I knew it was a pattern and I was accepting that it was gonna come, whether I liked it or not, I thought I need to at least try and plan ahead and try to look after myself a little bit. So when I was feeling good, I made a little plan for myself to read when I'm burnt out because one of the things when you're burnt out is you can't remember all your good ideas from when you weren't burnt out and you're thinking, oh, I'll just get through it this way. Your brain just isn't kicking into gear when you are feeling low. So I created this principle for you and for me. I use it personally. It makes a huge difference in my life. So yeah, long-winded way to say check out the website and that is what's on there and recently I have just made a neutral version of it as well because when I first made the burnout bible I floated a few ideas within my community of ADHD girls I was just like which one do you prefer and they preferred the really bright fun version of the burnout bible and I loved it too and then sometimes when I come to burnout I'm just so tired and overwhelmed my eyes can't look at the bright one so I had to go and make a neutral version as well so there's a very sophisticated classy muted some would say boring version of the burnout bible and there's the crazy in your face so fun bright colors version as well they both cost the exact same they've both got the exact same information in them they're just laid out differently so go and grab that if you need it don't forget my freebie down below if you are not diagnosed and That ties it up for this week, guys. I'll see you all soon. Hope you have a great weekend in the sun. Bye.